Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Each episode, we will speak to a new guest, get to know them and hear their stories about Liverpool Football Club. Hi everyone and welcome to the weekly LFC Review, Episode 6 with myself, Dom. And me, Chris. Um, We're going to start off with the... Manchester City game. So um, we'll dive straight into things today, Chris. Um, Man City, 4-1. Could have been more on another day, but also could have been 2-0 up by half-time, depending on the chances. What did you make of the game itself? First half, not too bad, to be fair. I thought we competed okay. And as you say, if we, we go 2-0 up, it could be a different game. Second half... No energy. Looked like they were, I don't know, treading through mud. As soon as we went 3 1 down, it was pretty much game over. And I think it's the text you. We, we, we just didn't we didn't try. There was no running. There was no energy. There was no nothing. There's ways to lose game, and that's the way you shouldn't be losing the game, to be fair. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So I was a bit more puzzled by when we were 3 1 down or when we were 2 1 down as much. Obviously, you don't really change things straight after half time. Free goals can happen. Um, but for them to score straight after half time was a bit of a kick in the balls for us all. We could see that. But then they got the third. Um, and I think at that point, you make the subs, you change the game, you, you do something to get something out of it. It almost felt like Klopp thought, you know what, let's just see this game out. Um, and move on to Chelsea. It, uh, but I don't know how I feel about that. Yes, okay, it's a big week, and we've got Chelsea. We've got Arsenal Sunday. Um, or well, we had Chelsea got Arsenal Sunday, but it's a bit of a shit. I don't know. It's a bit shit, isn't it? Like especially for the fans who've gone there. And I'm, don't get me wrong, it's down the road. But that's not the point. You've spent a lot of time going there. You've took your Saturday pretty much up going there. For us to just accept and to be toyed with like a cat with a ball of wool, I thought it was embarrassing at the end. It was. And as I said, there's, there's ways to lose a match. You know, if we'd have gone out guns blazing, trying and chasing everything down, and, you know, City can do that to anyone. Don't get me wrong, yeah. City are a good team. But when I looked at City's team, she had these these aren't great. This, it wasn't a great first 11 they put out. Um, and I don't think we capitalised on it. Again, got the first goal for, come on, let's just step up now. Second half, it was like they had no energy. It was literally like we've put everything into that first half, and now we've got nothing left to give, and I agree. Klopp just thought, right, the game's gone. Let's just uh, keep the score down as much as we can and go again, Chelsea. But then he dropped half the players for Chelsea, so it didn't make sense. Yeah. So it was a very strange game. And what do we take from that game then? Because obviously we've played Chelsea. We've done the, this is the review for both of them games. Um, I, I genuinely can't accept the performance personally um, from a lot of the players, but also from the decisions from the bench when we needed the most. Um, yeah, I thought like bringing Salah off, don't get me wrong, he hasn't been fantastic, but he'll always get you the goal and he's probably our best threat or our biggest threat. Um to then bring Nunes and Bobby on, but take Salah off. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where to stand with it. I'm, I'm a bit confused by it all, to be honest with you. Um, Harlan's not playing. Foden's not playing. 
two of probably the best players in England, two of their best players in general, and we never capitalised with arguably one of our strongest 11s we've got. Um, does that show where we are? Pretty much. And it just shows this season. Um, it just highlighted how bad informed the likes of Van Dijk, uh, Robbo, Trent... I mean, I'm not going to say the whole midfield because the whole midfield's not had a good season for full stop. Uh, but I say Salah gets you that goal pretty much out of nothing. Um, mm. Fair play, decent play by Jota, in all honesty. But then just to take them off, he may as well have gone for it. Or, but as we've just said, he's accepted it. And he's just literally gone right and resting the likes of Salah and taking them off. Um, we need Bobby. Bobby will just come on every game as a farewell tour. To be quite truthful, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought maybe he thought Bobby will drop deeper and help the midfield out, possibly. But we were three one down. So what was the point? What did you make of Pep's reaction when he um, celebrated in front of Timakas and Arthur Arthur Miller? Um, disrespectful, really. I, I say I get Arthur his reaction. I know you, you've got a different opinion, but Arthur played under him at Barca, so I understand there's a bit of respect there, but. The way what he did to Timicus was uh, was very disrespectful, to be honest. I mean, what was he saying to him? Wasn't that a good goal or something? I mean, Wait, why, we're, why we're are you not saying... kids? No, why are you, you saying know, that to an opposition player? You know, you, we're not kids on a playground. You know, the the grown men. It's a professional game. Act professional. At least you know, celebrate. You've just fucking you've scored against Liverpool. Brilliant. Yeah. Why do that? I don't exactly. get it. Now, just imagine Klopp done that or Mourinho done that. You know. The reaction it would stink, but it's okay because it's Pep. To be fair, I'm glad the media, some of the media, pulled them out on it on uh, on Sunday, Saturday night and Sunday. Some of them did actually say that to him. It was a bit disrespectful what you've done, um, which he sort of half accept, ex, well, accepted it, but he didn't really. He was just Bullshit like, apologies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it would have been. I suppose you you have a view where it's Tamiska's done the right thing by walking away. I don't know. He should have said something for me. <laughs> Well, I think John Aldridge done a column in the Echo um, on it was either Sunday or Monday, and he said if he'd have done that to me, I wouldn't have been responsible for my actions. <laughs> yeah, he said I'd have got a ten match ban, didn't he? Yeah. So God so, knows what he would have done, but no. But I, I'm 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 sort of on that because you know this is one of the biggest rival. Well, they're trying to make it the biggest rivalry in England, but this is one of the biggest rivalries in football on the pitch, not off the pitch, because I still don't. Put them in high regards as Man United, uh, in t- regards to rivalries. But yeah, I, d- I just don't know what he expected from from Timakas there. Like, I think personally for me, Timakas done the exact thing that he should have done. Ignored him because he made him look a bit of a tit, to be honest. And I think if Timakas shakes his hand there, then Arthur shakes his hand. I think we look a bit stupid. Uh, okay, well, yeah. Klopp come out after that and he questioned the players. Uh, he dropped quite a few of them for Chelsea, whether they were ill, whether they were rested. He bombed most of them out, let's be honest. Um, but he questioned players and said that there's only two or th- well, three or four, sorry, that will are guaranteed to be there next season. And the players know that. So what do you think of them comments? About time this season, to be fair. Um, I mean, I think overall, Trent's been made the biggest scapegoat. Out of everyone, um, Van Dijk has been shocking this season. Let's be truthful. Um, the, Fabinho, up until like the last few games, really, he's been 
shocking too. But he seems to not come in for the criticism that, that Trent does. I'm not saying Trent had a good season because we know he hasn't. Um, but it, I think Klopp's had enough. Klopp is fed up of protecting them, standing in front of the cameras going, you know, I thought we did okay and blah, blah. I mean, he knows quite well. He's in the dressing room screaming at them probably. Yeah. Um, so I think it's about time he did come out and sort of say, you know, this lays at the players' feet as much as mine. And, and he's not wrong. Okay, well, let's let's move on to um, the Chelsea game. So we go into the game. First of all, we see the start of eleven. I looked at Chelsea's 11, I looked at our 11 and thought, fuck, that midfield compared to our midfield. Our midfield hasn't been great in general. But I also looked at it in, in a way of, with the, let's say the best 11 hasn't been performing. So why not change it up? Why not make a statement with certain players? And, you know, Salah's goals and assists have been, you know, they, you know, he's got over 20 again. It's one of them, isn't it? His numbers are crazy. But he hasn't been performing to the standard that he knows he can perform at as well. So nobody's droppable. What I was a bit weird, I was a bit thought it was strange was he brought Salah off against City because I thought that means, you know, he's he's guaranteed to be starting against Chelsea, maybe rest the legs or something. He never, he, he's on the bench. So you've got Trent out the team, Robertson out the team, Virgil, most notably, saying he was ill. Don't know if I believe it. Um, you've got Salah out the team. What, what did you think when you seen the eleven? Uh, I panicked a little bit when I seen the eleven. To be fair, but I thought fair play to Klopp. He's followed through with his, you know, no point slagging them all off on Saturday, and then they're all in the team again on the on the Tuesday. It makes it, at least he's backed his decision. And to be fair, there was a few decent performers. Um, I thought Jota played all right. I thought Gomez was was found at right back. To be fair, not going to give mm. you much going forward, but he'll. Defensively, he was okay. But um, to be fair to Gomez, our fucking best chance was a shot. <laughs> it was. That was the only thing we didn't we didn't create an awful lot. But after Saturday, I had a suck nil nil. To be honest, I don't know Chelsea. They're not great at the moment. They're a bit in transition like us, to be honest. And it showed on the pitch. It was two poor teams for me. Which you haven't been able to say that about Liverpool or Chelsea in the past probably fifteen years. Um but that's exactly where both teams are at at the minute. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I agree with you on the Gomez one. I'm not too sure about the Jota one because at times for me, I think Jota he's one of them players that the ball just sort of bounces off and ends up on his feet. He's you know, there's nothing wrong with that. We had Suarez, but different levels. Um you know, I thought there was a few vanilla performances. I thought Curtis Jones was okay. Didn't, didn't do much wrong. And he hasn't been in the, the team a lot for various reasons. And then he comes up against a World Cup winner. He comes up against Kovacic. He comes up against another World Cup winner in Kante. I don't think he particularly performed bad. And, you know, was, he can be quite happy with his own his own performance, personally. Um, I thought Gakpo come on and was positive. Um, Allison again. He was Allison, you know. What more can we say about him? He's arguably, well, he's he's easily our player of the season, which shows our season. But he's also probably for me the Premier League goalkeeper of the season because without him, we've said this many a time, we would not be near that top half of this table. No, I agree. Um, he's been by far our best player. Yeah, he's got the odd mistake in him, but literally, you know, you can rely on one on one. 
I mean, you can see Kovacic when he went through. He was like, oh, what am I doing? He makes it, make the decision. Um, he, he's just that good at one-on-ones. But um, I thought Nunes was okay as well, to be honest. He did okay. He was probably our main threat with his pace. Uh, but the, what's, what's the right all about, to be fair? it was. What did you think of when he brought Nunes off instead of Jota at that time, though? That, that's the big. That's one of the biggest things at the moment. What people are talking about. I thought, I thought he looked a bit leggy just before he brought him off. Rhys James walked past him. Um, so I, I understand if Klopp's seen that maybe, but uh, I also think like he's. You know, we, we're not seeing enough of Gakpo, Nunes, Salah on the pitch at the same time. It's 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 our best three forwards. You know, it's, there's no arguing about that. Why does he bring him off? I, I think he wanted to give Jota ninety personally. Um, because he's not he's only come back from injury a few weeks ago. I just think he wanted to keep him on, get ninety minutes out of him. But as cool. I say, he did look a bit tired, but I I think he was willing to carry on to Nunes to be fair. I don't think he wanted to come off. So no. But we're um, we're talking about a player in Jota as well that hasn't scored in twelve months. And I know yeah. he's been injured for quite a lot of that, so it's it's quite unfair when you say it like that. I think, where's this goal going to come from? Because for me, not only do we not look like scoring, he doesn't look like scoring either. No, he's not getting in the areas where, like, last season, beginning last season, before he got the injury, he was just popping up in the box at the right time, right moments. He's not even in the box. No. Now, he doesn't... And his decision-making is not the best. Uh, there was a few he times... He inside, where, didn't he? When he could yeah. have just hit it with his left. Like, what Havertz tried to do... Um, on, the, on his left, that's what Jota should have done. If it goes yeah. wide, it goes wide. Mm. Um, but that, to me, says a lot about his confidence that he's trying to get it on his right foot before hitting it anyway. That's and where co- he's at. Yeah, and collectively as well, not just him. No. As a team, we look low on confidence. Um, yes, okay, there was a lot of changes to the side, but I also thought, you know, we didn't look like clicking in any way, shape or form from any side of the pitch. Now, when you've got a midfield that doesn't create enough and then you take out your best creative player in Trent, you then bring on Salah. It's never going to work, is it? It's 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 a difficult situation to be in. Yeah, because he's got nothing to feed off. No, and I he mean, brings him on and then he doesn't get the ball. No, I think he touched it about maybe five or six times. I mean, Gomez was trying, do you know what I mean? He was trying to overlap, but that's not his game. Um, you know, predominantly he's a centre-half who, who can play right back. Um, so I, I'm not really... Having a go with Gomez, but obviously Trent and Salah have that relationship. Um, I thought Fabinho did okay yesterday in the centre, um, put a few nice tackles and that in, but it was just bland football. Man. It, was, it was. There was a few. There was a few occasions where we got them on the turn, and we had nothing to show for it. There was the final mm. ball was part poor, or or Nunes was written from thirty yards, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but. There was opportunities there yesterday where we didn't look like we were even going to have a yeah. goal, to be fair. It was. It, it kind of felt like we could have played all night and not scored. Yeah. Um, and you've also got to think of that as Chelsea supporter as well. Like um, the, the chances they had and they missed out. I, do you know, I've been a big fan of Jack Joe Felix and Atletico in general for years. What a player he is, mate. Yeah, I mean, when, when they started off and he had that chance after about 45 seconds when Matip just got back, I thought, I thought we're, in for a, we're in for a bad 90 minutes here, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, he, he is the catalyst for them. I mean, the Havertz, oh God, he's awful. 
he can't play as a number nine. He, he just no. can't do it. He, he had no. He was worse confident than I think our forwards. To be honest with you, yeah. uh, even when the goal went in, he knew he was. He knew he damn balled that he was just open. I don't know. Maybe they, they haven't noticed it or something, but in a way, you, you, you don't feel sorry for them because it's Chelsea, do you know what I mean? But you're just thinking you need to take him off because he's bereft of any confidence whatsoever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I agree. And obviously, I don't know if, I mean, I'm, I'm saying I don't know if you heard it. It couldn't have been louder, but it's another game. It's another club that has to release a statement about the vile chance. Um, happened against City. It's now happened against Chelsea, uh, always the victims. You'll never get a job. And they booed through the break for Ramadan, which I thought was fucking nuts. Um, it's horrible to say it. And I'm not apologising for it, but I don't expect anything different from Chelsea. Um, but how long is this going to have to go on before action gets made? Because, you know, without going into that chant that we sung about Chelsea players and Chelsea fans and things like that, until they come out and said, listen, anyone found doing that is banned and will be removed and probably prosecuted. It's not going to stop. These statements of, we're sorry if we offended someone, is bullshit. It's offended a lot of people. It's affected It's affected a lot of people. Um, and it's happening week in, week out. What do you think on that? Yeah. I, we're not going to, as you say, we're not going to stop it without proper punishment for it. Um, I mean, I just don't get fans' mentality to do it. It doesn't make sense. You're going to get the odd idiots. You'll get the odd idiots at Anfield doing the Munich chants and all that rubbish. Um, but until they start proper prosecuting people, you're not going to stop it. I mean, just because Chelsea have released a statement saying sorry doesn't make it all right. Uh, and the FA won't do nothing about it. So I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how you'd actually stop people doing this, but it's, it's similar to the the, the, the racist taunts um, across mm. Europe and stuff, the, the monkey chants and all that. Without literally coming hard, down hard on people, you're not going to stop it. No. No, you know, and it happened again, didn't it, with Lukaku, but that's that's a different situation. Yeah. Um, okay, so there was an incident in the second half. Um, ball comes over the top. I've no idea what Matip was thinking. Uh, uh, he heads as it sort of lays them on. Uh, I was speaking to the lads at Redmond earlier, and they seemed to think that it was a bit of a Neil Meller, nice cushion tether for Gerard situation from Matip. Um, what was going on? Um it looks to me as though either Allison hasn't shouted or Matip is caught up in two minds or a mix of both. And then Henderson steps in as your leader, as your captain, to try and sort it out, to say, what the fuck are you doing? Bollocks Allison Spins round. Bollocks Matip. Rightly so, by the way. What didn't sit well with me was the shoulder barge to Allison. Like, it wasn't necessary for me. The bollocking is... Happily do that, you're the captain. And I'm not, you know, no matter what Allison's done to keep us in the league, to keep us in the game, to keep us in certain games throughout the season, if you need to be bollocked, you've got every right to get bollocked. Um, where do you sit on the shoulder thing? Do you think it's just one of them or do you think it was a bit disrespectful? I don't know where to sit on it. And I know that you put the sort of out after the game on camera because they had, they had to, really. Um, it just, yeah, I don't know. Seems a bit off. I think you can look at it two ways, can't you? You can look at it as disrespectful or you can look at it as passion taking over. Um, you know, he wants his team to win and 
I, I think Matip is in two minds, personally, because if you look at his body shape, he's sort of trying to angle where, where's Alisson, but then he, he sort of heads it backwards, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so I, whether Alisson's shout wasn't loud enough, because Alisson's argument with Henderson was, I did shout, mm-hmm. and that's when Henderson suddenly spun around and had to go at Matip. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I look at it the passionate way. Maybe he's just got caught up in a bit at the moment, and... I don't. Maybe he's not intentionally even shouldered him. <laughs> he's just sort of. He has done a Diego Costa style shoulder charge at Allison there. I don't know what he was thinking, and you know I'm all for the bollocking. I just don't. I don't get yeah. that Billy Big Bollocks straightening himself out, nudging into him type of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if, if he's if he's just done it, there's not just not pretty much any need for that is there I say he's captain he's got every right to, to have a go at any player on that pitch yeah. you know, himself mm. probably mm. Um, but if, he, if he's done I maybe I don't know if he's done on purpose then no there's no need for it but I, I'm sort of looking at the passionate point of view we, we know what okay. Henderson's like sort of thing don't we does that show you that there's creaks in the dressing room possibly um, I don't know. Even if you look on the pitch, they don't seem as together the players, do they? No. Even including when like the likes of Van Dijk and all that are playing, there's not doesn't seem to be that affinity when they're scoring and they don't have playing with smiles on their faces at all. There's no, no uh, you know. I think um, I was thinking towards the end of the game, Jordan Anderson did something, and usually did he kick the ball at a um, goal measure or something. You'd have probably a little yeah. laugh at it, wouldn't you? But he was proper fuming. Yeah, and I'm what thinking, does Gomez do? He, he hits it at him from about four yards. Precisely, and I'm thinking, you know, it's like you can see he's frustrated, and I guess he's frustrated. But I, I think there is a few creaks in the dressing room, personally. Um, and Klopp this season has called the likes of Fabinho out. Um, they've had a few arguments on the touchline, etc. Haven't they? So there has been a few times this season where you can see that it's not all. Rose, just like it has been for the past three, four seasons, and, and it could be that Klopp's basically said to some of the players at the end of this season, you, you're probably off it. it. Might well be the case that. Mm. Go look for a club now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, while you mention that, let's move on to the transfers then. Um, there's been a lot of noise this week about Mason Mount. More noise than there has been anyway. Um, he seems to fit the bill for me. Now, I, don't get me wrong, I've never looked at him and thought he's a Liverpool player. I never have. I've, it just hasn't come to me. Uh, when we've played them, I've always thought, horrible Chelsea type of player, typical um, typical local lad. But, you know, each to their own. Um, he's got flair, he's got legs. He's young, he's English. If we get him for 40 million, I'd take that any day. Because you probably... He's probably going to be worth a lot more than that. And he's still quite young. Um, but 40 million isn't a lot of money, is it? It just depends on this mad figure of wages that's coming out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as big as fan either, but for that price and for the type of play, you're going to get the energy, the legs in midfield. Um, he's like, he's an upgrade on Curtis Jones, isn't he? You know what I mean? It's, um, I would take him for 40 mil. Because as you say, even a sell on value. It's probably going to be close 60, 70 million anyway. Uh, the wages, I mean, it's all rumours, but the wages he's asking for are 250 at Chelsea, is it? I don't We're not giving them now. No, we, I'd, I'd, well, I'd be surprised if he did. Uh, if he's a free transfer, possibly. 
Yeah. Um, but I don't think I'm going to pay 40 mil and then give 250k a week. Uh, the other one we were linked was Conor Gallagher, and I'm sorry, but no, <laughs> I, no. I, I I see him exactly as Curtis Jones. We've already but, got him in in the squad. See, I think with him, I think there's a player there definitely. I've seen it for Palace, but I think that's his level. Hmm. I don't think Liverpool top four, top six is his level. Maybe it will be in the future, but I just don't see it now. No, me either. That's what I mean. I think we've already got Curtis Jones, who's very similar um, body style, run style, as him anyway. So I just didn't get to see the point of us getting linked. And it's, again, that's going to be what, 30, 40 million. I don't see us buying both. I see us going all out for Mount, personally. Um, obviously, we all know we're going all out for um, Bellingham. And let's just hope that comes off. Uh, but then we still need, for me, another one in there. Another midfielder? Yeah. We've yeah, got to refresh yeah. that whole midfield. It's, it's got to be... Henderson can't be playing 30, 40 games a season now. Uh, Fabinho, for me, will probably be sacrificed and gone. Thiago, you can't rely again. You might get 20 games out of him. As good a player as he is, um, for me, we need a, we need a, a consistent midfield. See, so, um, I know it costs a lot of money, right? But I think if you're looking at the Bellingham and the Mounts, yeah... I know he's going to be a lot more than that. Who knows, his new contract might have a release clause, but I'd love to get that Saicedo type of style player in there as well because it's okay having, let's say, a complete midfielder in Bellingham and let's say you've got your leggy creative player in Mount. You still need that six because, you know, with them two coming in, it might give Fabinho a new lease of life, but again, it's whether he's going to be there or not. Um, I'd like to see a defensive mid who is just horrible, breaks everything up, strong, athletic, who can actually move around the pitch. Yeah. Um, and I think that Saicedo fits the bill, but Kante is a free, a free in the summer as well. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, ideally, I'd probably keep Fabinho for another season from from mm. like our point of view and then go all out for a, a new defensive mid next season. But I think Fabinho will get sacrificed for to fun stuff as well. Well, that's um, it. You've you've got to look at that, haven't you? There's too many players who are that much on a decline, and also yeah. age wise, that they're not going to go for profit. So we can't afford to really sell them. If you think of it that way, um, where you got Fabinho and probably Matip, you'll get a bit of value for because I think I think it could be his last season as well. Yeah, me too. I think Matip. I, I do like to look at that. Uh, is the Frankfurt centre back and Dika yeah. yeah. for a free transfer. Um, I think he fits the bill for what we're looking for. Uh, I mean, we got Matip on a free, didn't we? So mm-hmm. even if we were to get 10 million back off Matip, it wouldn't make much difference. I do think Matip's had his best years, to be fair. Yeah. Engineers are caught up with him. Um, for me, Gomez can fill the void at right back for now. Um, but I do think we need, I don't know, maybe a new full back, even if it means pushing Trent into the midfield or whatever happens with Trent, uh, we don't know, do we? But I, I think full-back is needed, definitely. And um, the same on the left. I don't think Tamiscus is, no. is good no, enough with you. Yeah, we never we never spoke about this in the Chelsea reaction earlier, but he, he's not good enough, mate. Um, he's a standing at best, but he, he was so poor. And I also felt like he diminished a bit of Nunes's 
Nunez's game as well, to be honest with you, because he weren't making them runs and didn't really free up any space for Nunez to maybe pull out or go through the middle while Timicus goes down the left. There was just no fluidity. Yes, okay, he doesn't play every game, so it's difficult, but they train with each other every day. They have played together before. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. But then, you know, who knows? What I would like to see personally, just just to finish on, um, there's players in that squad who we know are not going to be there next season. You've got Ox, Cater, um, Milner maybe, we don't know. Keller's not going to be there. Arthur Mello's not going to be there, which quite a lot of midfielders, as you know. Um, why can't we just... I don't know. Maybe I'm looking into it far far too much. Why can't we just bomb them out the squad and bring a few youngsters in and just see where they are? Just give them a go. Not yeah, I'm not I mean, saying all of them, but oh, I agree. And, and obviously we've got Batistich who, who's come in this season. He's done really well. Yeah. Uh, there is a few decent youth players there who Klopp might even be looking at. We don't know, do we? Um, but I agree with the wages we're going to save off Kater Chamberlain uh, if you get rid of Matip and the like. We're probably going to save about half of million quid a week maybe more even um so obviously that softens the blow for the transfers of bellingham and um mount if we were to get both of them because they yeah. basically that's going to be the substitute of wages so then you're still starting where you are at a zero net point now so you know there is there is scope in there i say that and dk for free like the look of him but yeah we've got too many players who who aren't up to the mustard for Liverpool, to be honest, like the Tamiscus. Um, even if, I think, I've seen rumours about Gomez going to Newcastle for like 30 million. I mean, I personally would cash in on that. Um, I think with that one, though, I've said this before, I, I while I say I agree, I, you know, because I don't think he's good enough, I also look at it in the side of, we haven't got any defenders who are versatile and he fills that gap. Um, you can put him on the left, I'm not saying he's going to play there, but you can put him there. You can put him centre-half, right-back, and he will do a job to an extent. He's not great. He's good. He has yeah. his games. His injuries, let's say, they've, they have spoiled his career, which is yeah. unfortunate. But if there's anyone out of the defensive liabilities, I would keep Gomez, but the value's there as well at the same time. That's the thing. You've got to weigh it up. If you can get, say, 30 million quid off Gomez... I mean, I think I said to you yesterday, fullback is a position you should be able to fill without much. You know, it's it's not the most important position in a football pitch, is it? Yeah. Uh, obviously, we've changed the aspect of fullbacks with the likes of Arnold and Robbo being our, our main outlets for the assists and that. But generally, if you look at teams across the country, a fullback position it's just a spot on a pitch, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, stops the wingers getting through. Um, so I, I do, I would personally, for me, would cash in on Gomez, but uh, it depends, obviously, who's on the market, who we're going to sign. Yeah. Uh, and going back to the Tamiscus, if you watched Nunes yesterday, he spent half his game tracking back because yeah. Tamiscus was getting caught out. There wasn't that fluidity for Nunes to make them runs. I think he did about two, didn't he, with that for Farn and Adam. Um, but to me, with Robbo there doing the overlap, it would give Nunes more space to come inside and maybe even hit a few more long ranges because yeah. they were all on target as shots, to be fair. Um, okay. but, well, yeah. So to finish on the episode then, Arsenal Sunday, um, the informed team in the country, they've, they've blown everyone out the water. I've, do you know what? I, I say this with tongue in cheek. I don't think they're amazing. They're doing really well because Liverpool and City have dropped off, in my opinion. However, they deserve to be where they are. Um, 
the forward three and the midfield has clicked. They seem to have a really good mix of experience and youth. Uh, Erdegaard, Jesus back now, Saka on the right, Martinelli. Shaka looks like a different player in the middle. Um, Partey, let's not go into him. Um, but yeah, they've got a good mix. I won't dive into it too much. But if this is any game out of the three that I expect a result, it's probably this one. Now, it's it's a bit daft saying that because of where they are and where we are. And they might turn up someday and absolutely roll us. But away, we've been poor. Three wins this season. I fully expect us to beat Arsenal at home on Sunday. What do you think? I'm hoping for another Man United. Personally. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I mean they are. They deserve to where they, where they are now. They deserve it. It's it's a bit like a Leicester season for me. City have dropped off. Liverpool have dropped off. Chelsea are poor. Um, Man United uh, papering over the cracks for me. So yeah. I just don't think there's been anyone to challenge Arsenal this season. But I agree with you. Their front three is quite dangerous. The midfield has and the defence looks quite solid. To be honest with you, but that's a leap in with that Gabriel look of decent centre half. Um, I still not don't rate that Ben White, but probably score passes probably at the weekend now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm, who's there? I'm not sure. Is it Tierney at the left back? So, no, it's... It, mm. Oh, it's Sinchenko, isn't it? Sinchenko, fucking hell. Yeah, how did we forget that one? So it's quite a... It's, it's a solid team, isn't it? And you haven't been able to say that about Arsenal for the past probably 10 years that they've got mm. a solid, solid, like, you know, Ramsey's a decent goalkeeper. Um don't get me wrong, it's not going back to like the Tony Adams era and all that, but it, it's more solid basis to to, to basically let the likes of Saka. I mean, he's been superb this season, to be honest. Yeah, top player. Still think Martinelli's hit and miss, uh, but again, how old is he? 20 or something. Mm. Um, and the way Klopp was talking about him when he went to Arsenal, Klopp can see a player and uh, we know he's going to be good. And, and then obviously, Jesus being back, I'd rather that NKT play past us than Jesus. But. Uh, I don't know if we can click like we did against United. We we can get a result there. We've got it in us. Yeah, it's just it's we're just, not seeing enough of it, is it? No, but as you said, it's away from home. It's I don't know. We don't even look like scoring away from home. No, no. I think what Bournemouth one nil, Madrid one nil. All right, we scored past City, but but nil nil again yesterday. I think we had uh, two shots on target all game. Um, so that's that's the problem, obviously, with the crowd at Anfield getting behind us because they'll, they'll always get behind the team um, I'm hoping that I can just be a catalyst and obviously he's probably going to bring a few like Robbo I personally wouldn't bring Arnold back in I thought Gomez done well enough last night to, yeah, to say I'll play him right back and I think with their front three being pacey I'd probably rather have that solidity there really uh, it's, okay. still in the, it's still in midfield in me where we, where we can lose the game what's your prediction? one all. Oh. Mm. I'm going to go 2 0. Not 5 0, no. No, I'm, I'm starting to play it safe now and not like <laughs> it. All right, well, let's call it a pod there. And next week, we'll come back to this when we've been before now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, nice one for today, mate. And no worries. Uh, hopefully, we're right next week. Yeah, well, not I'm a right, not you. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're right, mate. All right, see you in a bit. Right. Take it easy. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media, twitter.com 
forward slash the road end pod and on Instagram, Instagram slash the road end pod. 